0: Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here during the Thursday night showdown slate between the Bears and the Bucks. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name DK. I made daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Real quick, I do want to say thank you guys again for all support. Um, seriously, the support is greatly appreciated, guys. Currently, right now, 5.16,000 subscribers down YouTube. Um, the easiest way to support me with all the content being free is just leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos, you know when go live. I will be live streaming for this Thursday night show on site, probably 30 minutes before lock to go over everything. We have a ton of injury news and kind of stuff up in the air, so it's very very important to check out the live stream uh, on Thursday. Also, if you guys cannot watch the YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple Podcast. The link is in the description below, which is at the DKDFS show. But With that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So, before we talk about players and their prices, let's uh, go over the uh, Vegas odds, and then we can take a look at some snap counts here from last week. So, again, Bucks-Bears, kind of an uglier game, right? 44 over under two, pretty solid uh, defenses. Uh, Bucks are currently five-point favorites, excuse me. So, let's go over... Tampa Bay and the running back situation. This was last game, and this was without Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is currently a game-time decision, so we'll see. That would change some things. Ronald Jones did get the majority of the snaps, playing 64%. Vaughn, the rookie, did get in for 25%. Barner is suspended, so do not play him, even though he only did play 5%. LaShawn McCoy only played 7% of the snaps. So um, I I think if Fournette is out again, it's probably going to be, again, Jones... uh, 60-ish percent with Vaughn getting the rest would be my best guess. Let's talk about wide receiver now, and we have actually the top four wide receivers for Tampa Bay have missed the last couple practices, so this is going to be tricky. Uh, With Godwin out last game, Watson played 74%, Mike Evans, who's dealing with some injuries himself, played 71%, Scotty Miller 53%, Johnson and Mickens picked up a bit there, Johnson 33 and Mickens 14%. Again, we had Godwin out, as well as Watson, Evans, and Miller all missed uh, practice uh, the last couple days. So, got to keep riding the Tampa Bay wide receiver situation. Um, Definitely uh, something to monitor. Tight end, uh, Gronk basically played the whole game at 86% snap. O.J. Howard played 37%. He did get injured. He's out for the season. Cameron Brait probably picks up more of that work. He played 21%, but I do expect him to get more action uh, this week. Chicago, with no uh, Tariq Cohen with him out for the season, well, David Montgomery was their workhorse back. He was out there basically the entire game. 85% of the snaps. Ryan Nall saw one, one snap. Um, Wide receiver situation, Robinson, Mooney, Miller, their main three wide receivers, played a majority of the game. Robinson at 90%, Mooney 74%, Miller coming in at, at about 70%. Patterson played a couple snaps of the running back. He played 18%. Wim, 16%. Ted Gidd Jr., 11%. And then finally, tight end Jimmy Graham played about 66% of the snaps. Uh, Harris at 37%. So that's kind of it for, for going over the snaps. Um, let's talk about the player-by-player player breakdown. Um, and kind of, you know, talk about cash. Cash plays, GBP plays, and, you know, what I'm thinking. So cash for cash games on the showdown sites, I always recommend playing both quarterbacks. They have the highest floor. Uh, and the running backs, too. Running backs and the quarterbacks have the highest floor. So, if you are playing a cash game lineup, maybe you play both quarterbacks and probably try to get one of those running backs in there, whether it be Montgomery or Ronald Jones. Again, kind of dependent, though, on for net News, too. Um, yeah, Tom Brady uh, at 11.2K. Not really getting an amazing discount. It's not the best matchup either. But, like I said, these quarterbacks, they have the highest floor. So, Uh, For cash games, I think you still play them. For JPPs, you can fade, right? There is, there's a lot of different ways you can go. His top four receivers currently are, are, you know, their status up in the air. So, um, yeah, again, we have a lot, a lot of stuff to monitor. But um, Brady, um, you know, I do feel a little bit more comfortable targeting him than I do. Foles, uh, Foles coming in at $1,200 cheaper. Again, cash games, I do think you play both these guys. Foles has been all right, Uh, you know his his first couple games starting here. uh, 18, only 12 fancy points that last game. Um, But like I said, the matchup isn't really great for either quarterback. Tampa Bay pretty solid defensively. Same thing with Chicago. So uh, I don't necessarily think you have to play both quarterbacks. Um, Could you fade both on a slate like this? I think it's at least in play. Like I probably wouldn't do it, but. You, pro- you could make a lineup with zero quarterbacks. Uh, you'd really need kind of an uglier game and probably, you know, most, if not all, the touchdowns scored on the ground. So, um, then I have Allen Robinson sandwiched in between the two quarterbacks. Um, you know, he's the guy that I, I think you can feel the most comfortable with just because of the targets, as far as like a spend-up goes besides the quarterback, right? 9, 9, 13, and 10 targets. This is a game, you know. Chicago. If you look at the Vegas Hats, probably will be playing behind. They are five point dogs. So, um, yeah, gotta like Allen Robinson. Um, I just think he he's a target machine. His upside is enormous. I think he's very very safe. We've seen the upside from the last couple games: thirty one and twenty six fantasy points. Is he a must play? No, because there's there's a lot of good receivers on the opposite side. But again, their status is up in the air right now. So let's talk about some of these Tampa Bay receivers, right? So. Let's just go to Tampa, I guess, now, and talk about all their receivers, or, or the main four, I should say. Mike Evans, Godwin, Scotty Miller, and Watson, all up in the air. So, my best guess is, I don't think Godwin plays again. Uh, he, he missed last week, and he has, he's been unable to practice the last couple games, dealing with the hamstring injury. We'll see, though, right? Obviously, things can change. If he's out and Mike Evans is in, then I think Mike Evans looks good. Because the two games that Godwin has missed, Mike Evans has been amazing, right? Twenty-six and twenty-eight fantasy points. So, if Godwin's out, I think Mike Evans looks like a really, really nice spin-up. But you know, I think there's still a chance Mike Evans doesn't play himself. So, if both of them are out, then you can look to guys like Scotty Miller. Now, his price is up to seven, seven K, but still, uh, you know, he's been pretty solid as kind of the number three receiver. Uh, and then Justin Watson too, another guy that. It's also mispractice, but he's coming in a really nice price here at 2.6K. He actually, if you go to Tampa Bay and their wide receivers, he led the team in snaps at 74% last game, and he's only 2.6K. So, depending on news, right, if one or both of Godwin and Mike Evans are out, I think Justin Watson probably looks at one of the better uh, value plays of the day if he is available. Now, let's just say for for some reason that all the receivers are out. So, Mike Evans, Godwin, Scotty Miller. And Justin Watson are out. Well, there's a couple of men priced guys that right now that would probably step up and be the number one, number two receivers. That being Mickens and Johnson. Um, these are guys that I wouldn't look to if the receivers are mostly healthy. But some crazy things can happen, right? If a majority of them are out, these are these are mid-priced guys that probably would step up into a pretty big role. So um, that's why it's important to check out the live stream, guys. I will go over everything um, when we get this news. <coughs> So let's talk about Fournette now, right? So he missed the last game. Uh, he is currently a game-time decision. If he does play, not really getting him at an amazing discount at 6-2. Um, if he misses, I think that kind of solidifies Ronald Jones, we'll talk about in a sec here. So, yeah, Fournette is okay if he does end up playing. If he does miss, where it, Ronald Jones at 7-4. Even in a tough spot, that kind of utilizes him as a workhorse back, right? 20 carries over 100 yards, 6 catches and 9 targets, uh, I know the matchup's not great, but I would feel pretty comfortable going to Jones if Leonard Fournette is out. Um, let's see. So, uh, Gronkowski at 5'8", has kind of been a disappointment um, this year, right? 3-0, 10-3 fans points his first four games. He's been playing a majority of the game, but hasn't really been targeted a bunch. Now, if a majority of those receivers are out for Tampa Bay, I think that is a boost for Gronk. But 58, we're not getting him an amazing discount, so yeah, I think he he's playable, but I'm not like super excited about playing him at that price. The defenses are both viable here with the Bucks and the Bears. Bucks coming in at 5.4k. Again, this is, you know, shaping up to probably an uglier game. Both defenses are solid. Um, so I think they're both playable. Bucks defense are not getting an amazing discount there. They're at 5-4. Um, and then where are the Bears? Oh, I'm on Tampa Bay. I should probably go um, to the Bears defense. Who's at 4-4? Four, four. Again, both defenses are, are pretty solid here. So both playable um, on, on a slate like this. Let's see. So Jimmy Graham at 6. Yeah, I'm not overly excited about either tight end. Uh, kind of washed tight ends, you know, Jimmy Graham has been okay, I had the big week, uh, week three there against Atlanta, six catches, 10 targets, but then kind of came back down to earth, four catches for 33 yards last game, 6.8K, it's just like, I'm I'm not super excited about it, so neither, neither Graham or Grock, I'm like overly, um, you know, running to to play them, Anthony Millard, 6.4 is fine, has been, you know, okay this season, not great, not amazing, um it's actually Mooney who's kind of stepped up as the number two receiver so yeah in the mid-range I think Anthony Miller does go forgotten about but not really like overly excited about playing him either Mooney coming in a nice discount here for six right he's actually uh you know stepped it up uh he played nine or had nine targets last game five catches if we go over to the Bears and kind of the snaps he did out snap Miller barely it's close right but um, you're, you're getting made a little bit of discount to Miller, so I think I do prefer Mooney to Miller if you're going to make me pick between those Bears, uh, you know, who, with the secondary receivers. Kickers are always viable in the showdown slates, right? Their range of outcomes is probably somewhere around five to on the high end, 15. If you think this game is going to be an uglier game, not a lot of points scored, of course, you, you can look to these kickers, right? So, um, no real issue. I wouldn't play both in a GPP lineup, but getting to one is not a bad idea at all. Cam Brady is an interesting player at 3.8. I think his snaps go up with no OJ Howard. He is a good pass-catching tight end, um, so he's at least intriguing. We're not getting him an amazing discount, right, 3.8K, but I still think Brady's is someone you can consider. I think he will take that OJ Howard role as the number two uh, tight end. Talk about Watson again. I like his price a lot, assuming uh, that Godwin's out or even Evans is out. Um, he played the most snaps there for Tampa Bay at wide receiver last game. quarter Patterson. Some people thought he would get some more snaps at running back. Not a whole lot. 2.2K. Um, yeah, right. You can still use him. Like they, they will give him probably a couple carries. He's a speedster. He, he's a playable GPP play. You can break a long one, but not, again super, super excited about that either. McCoy coming in doubtful, doesn't look easy to be able to give it a go. So, uh, the rookie, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, I think is someone you can look to, especially if Fournette is out, right? Because if we go to Tampa Bay, and we go to the running back situation, he played 25% of snaps. I think maybe that goes up a little bit with McCoy doubtful, Barner suspended, and and possibly Fournette out again. So, yeah, obviously, Rob Jones is the guy, but Keyshawn Vaughn at 1k is someone you can consider. If he gets like close to 30% of the work of the snaps, he's playable at this price. So yeah, don't rule him out as value. Ted Ginn did get up what 11% of snaps, $800. It's just, this is the dart throw range, right? You're not going to really feel comfortable with anything down here. Uh, Demetrius Harris, the backup tight end, has had three and two targets the last couple of games. He's $400. We've seen some crazy things in these showdowns, right? With, like, third string tight ends, with, like, fullbacks scoring touchdowns. So, these are guys that have been making a lot of lineups you can throw in your player pool. But, for single, if you're playing a single entry, or if you're a single entry guy like myself, I don't really consider these guys. But, like I said, if you're making a ton of lineups, yeah. Like, we have seen some crazy things in these showdown sites. Ryan All. Only saw one snap, not really going to get to him. And like I said, yeah, Mickens, Johnson, potential value here if if uh, a lot of those Tampa Bay receivers are out. So that's really it for for the player-by-player breakdown. And guys, we have a ton uh, of injuries, and mostly on the Tampa Bay side up in the air right now. But for cash games, I think the way to go is always, you know, get both quarterbacks in there and probably other uh, running backs. You know, Montgomery got a basically played the entire game, and Ronald Jones did as well, uh, well not a majority, but he got a, a ton of work, so I think like starting a cash game lineup with something like that is is probably how I would go about it, um, and now again, if we're talking GPPs, and let's just say you want to try to win this 400k to first solo, well then you have to get different, whether that be take a shot on someone cheap in the captain, or leave a bunch of money on the table to, to, to try to differentiate yourself, well, like I said, ton up in the air. If Godwin's out, I like Mike Evans a good amount. Again, Allen Robinson, I think he has a ton of upside. So the main wide receivers on each team with Robinson, with Mike Evans, um, I think the upside is really, really high. So if you're going for GPPs, maybe you can go one of those guys in the captain spot. Um, if you are going to go a quarterback in the captain, whether that be Brady or Foles, make sure you do get some correlation. So if you go Brady in the captain, I'd probably play at least two of his wide receivers. Uh, if you are playing Nick Foles, same thing. If you put him in the captain spot, I would get correlation. Probably try to get at least two of his receivers in the flex spot there. Uh, But majority of of the GPP winning lineups, I think it's like 75% of the time, it's either a running back or a wide receiver in the captain spot. So... um, I think that's really going to do it for the video today, guys. If you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when I upload videos. So you know when I go live. I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lot going over everything. Uh, so make sure to check out the live stream, guys. Thanks again. Hope you guys have a good day, and I will see you all uh, Thursday in the live stream.